Hello there, this is the Damon Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jai Banner, and my guest today is Hoda. Hi, Hoda. Good to see you on the show today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. That's a pleasure. Okay, so um, can you tell me a little bit about, about yourself, you know, I know that you're into that you're into, into uh, human trafficking, so you, so you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again um, for having me on the show. We're um, so excited to be here. Um, well, I I love to do beauty and entertainment. Um, in the process of you know being able to you know spend time with people who are in the political field and entertainment, I um, started working with a nonprofit organization called Mova Now. And um, what we do is we create awareness for human and sex trafficking. Um, it has been a wonderful experience and a wonderful journey um, to be able to work with just different people um, in the industry. Uh, just this year, we received an award and I am so honored and excited. Um, we were nominated by the White House, you know, uh, by Harold Souza. He is a, um, he was appointed by President Obama and mm -hmm. he was reelected by President Trump and he had nominated us for uh, the global and social change impact um, for the year of 2022, leading the United States for the human and sex trafficking. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Um, did you actually get to meet President Biden? No, I didn't get to meet him. Oh. Um, when we were nominated, it was in London, actually. Oh, um, it, was, it was an international organization, but it was from London. And we were nominated by um, someone who was appointed by the White House. It's just been a really wonderful journey because with the human and sex trafficking, it's so rewarding and you can't always, you can't always speak about what you do because everything yeah. is so confidential. So it is just a wonderful um, opportunity to be able to, to be recognized um, for something that is so, so valuable. So how did you get to start in the in the, in the uh, in field? Yeah, no, thank you so much for asking. So I remember when I was in, in college, where I mm -hmm. still am, but in my earlier years, I was assigned a research paper for human and sex trafficking. And oddly enough, mm -hmm. some things were just continuing to happen in my life oh. where I just met people who happened to either, you know, be a victim of it or just coming out of it. Um, you know, thank God. And luckily I was able to, to help them as well. At the time, I wasn't even really um, affiliated with any organization per se. Um, so as uh, I continue to do the research with the human and sex traffic, and I realized there's not a lot of awareness for it. Um, we have some awareness for domestic violence, um, but when it comes to human and sex trafficking, there's so, so much of a stigma around it. People don't want to feel unsafe to talk about it. People don't want to get too involved because they don't want to become targets. Um, and, and that's not true. When you educate yourself, you are able to save others, you know, um, because you never know what your neighbor is going through. And the target are the children, the children from nine years old um, and and more, you know, of course it's happening to women, it's happening to men. Um, my heart lays with the, with the children, um, as well as everyone else who unfortunately falls at the hands of these perpetrators. And I can speak on that forever, but to answer your question, I started learning about it. I, you know, met people very dear to me that uh, now 
are doing great, wonderful, you know, that didn't have families that are now married and have kids and, you know, live a very purposeful business uh, driven and godly driven life um, where they're being very successful. And it's, it was just so inspiring. Um, and so from then on, I started, you know, really looking into how can I do more? Mm -hmm. So when I asked myself, well, how can I do more? Then we started this initiative with the MOVA Now organization, okay. the nonprofit. Okay. Well, that's one of it here. Um, yes. So what inspires you? What, what, what gives you inspiration and hope? Well, I would say there's a few things that inspire me. Okay. Um, you know, I wasn't born in the United States. Um, and and so when you come from another country, even though I came here at a very, very young age, um, and you see, you know, your parents work so hard and, you know, people who are homeless and undocumented, you know, they fall into human and sex trafficking a lot more than someone who, you know, perhaps um, is more well off or or you know and that's a stigma too because it doesn't matter where you come from or what your financial background is you can still you know be a target however i would say for my inspiration um my mother um just her drive to move forward and push forward you know with everything that you know life has brought to her and 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 you know how she has been able to conquer god is definitely my my um inspiration yeah. he has brought me to a place of so much um understanding and, and being able to help others that right there is rewarding um one of our operations where we were called you know our team mind you the awareness that we do we do it creating awareness through fashion shows, right? So we'll have a fashion show and we'll invite people from all over the world. Um, we've had royalty, we've had people, politicians come, which has been a wonderful experience. And so these people really do want to, um, they really do want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, in, in a particular, um, in a particular fashion show, I had a young girl come up to me. And this is someone I already knew, and this was so touching. Um, she started crying because before we start with the models and the people mm -hmm. who are part of us, we always try to tell them about the confidentiality and uh, educate them too on the subject because we're not just there for a show, but mm -hmm. also to to bring that hope. She had told me that, you know, her dad had, you know, abused her as a child and, and, and mind you she she's a minor um so she was able to open up with her mom for the first time and you know to see things like that where they're calling you in the car and, and, and they're crying they're like you know if it wasn't for you doing this or the people that you're working with doing this you know my my daughter would have never told me and this is something that you know this is so I needed to hear this. And, and so the mother is crying in the car telling you, you know, I, we need you right now. And it's such a vulnerable space because I cried too. And I'm like, of course, you know, I'm here for anything that you need. And so they're pursuing in their way what justice means to them, you know, because justice for every individual may be different. Um, so I also do have a book coming out um, uh, during the next couple of months okay. uh hopefully in regards to why i started this journey um what i've encountered some of the stories of course things will be anonymous um okay. so that people can can educate themselves as well
So how does um, COVID affect you if everything being shut down? Well, yeah, I, um, that's a good question. During COVID, we actually had meetings to go um, and do an event in Washington, D.C. Yes, um, it was around like just before March of 2020, we had um, planned to um, go to Washington, look at the location. And we were speaking, you know, with people in in power um, mm-hmm. to be able to come and support us and um, really help us pass those laws. Right. Because it's all fun when we come together and then nothing happens. I mean, the, the goal is that people will know enough to go to legislation and, and pass laws that are favorable towards the protection of people who may fall victim of human and sex trafficking. And also in Washington, D.C., there's quite a lot of human and sex trafficking going on as well. So when um, COVID happened, mm-hmm. we were, we had to actually cancel that event because they weren't allowing us to travel. They were canceling the flights. I don't know if you remember, they were like, yeah. well, everybody's in quarantine. Everybody kind of has yeah. to you know um check if you know or get a vaccine or something but the vaccine wasn't even out then you know we didn't even know about a possible vaccine things were just kind of breaking out and they didn't know how to really um let us like handle that so they were like okay well people need a quarantine and so some of the flights were canceled so we had to really just we were shut down you know it was a big shutdown 2020 with covid for a lot of people um so i'm just honored that we were able to still continue a lot of things good things did come from it as well um as i mentioned to you previously so yes I, mm-hmm. that's good to hear um so so what do you so what are your plans for holidays uh christmas new year's anything special going on um yes so uh for this uh you know this month I am so excited because um, just so many great things are happening. I also work with the Sean B Productions and at the Sean B Show. And um, we have some travel plans to go to the Philippines. um, Yeah, to meet with some royalty there. Um, And it's going to be so exciting um, because, you know, Princess Maria Mm -hmm. had come to one of our events and she actually invited us to uh, go out there and meet with some prime ministers and some other um, people like the King of Sudan and and so forth, you know, and the beautiful thing is that they're gathering together to make a change, you know, to see how they can be more effective and help. Um, So obviously we're bringing the plan of the, you know, human and sex trafficking um, as well as, you know, Prince Maria also is very well aware and has been a wonderful guest of ours um, in our MOVA now fashion shows and events, creating awareness for human and sex trafficking. Actually um, this May that passed um, May 14th. Mm-hmm. She was here. Uh, we also had Harold D'Souza again from, um, which was a returning uh, guest, one of our honored guests as well, um, who actually was human and sex trafficked um, himself. And that's why he was appointed, of course. And, and um, he works with the, you know, with so many people as well. So if anyone also is seeking for help or needs help, I definitely recommend for you to go on our, um, on our, um, instagram page or you can go as well to eyes open international um which is his nonprofit that will be able to assist you 
for the holidays after that, then I will be hosting some events, mm -hmm. um, which I'm excited for. Um, I, you know, have the privilege to be uh, to host events and I get hired to host some events. And this particular event is very special to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's happening after, you know, our trip. So this one is like right after on the 15th um, of December. Okay. Um, and this one is one of my teachers from high school. Oh, wow. um, she's doing an event. Yes. And it's for her mom, um, which I believe is no longer with us. And she just does this event to really honor her. And, you know, um, it's a fundraising event to get uh, scholarship funds to help the kids who need anything in school and or whatever they need. And this teacher is so beautiful and, and amazing since I've met her since I was in high school. So uh, um, I'm excited and looking forward to that. And then, you know, we have Christmas and then we have the New Year's. Yeah. Um, it's my birthday month as well. So I'm excited. There's <laughs> a lot of things happening. <laughs> Thank right. you. I appreciate it. It hasn't happened yet, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good to hear. Um, and and uh, are you still in college or? Yes. So I recently, um, thank you for asking. I recently just graduated. Congratulations. Um, yes. Thank you. Um, I will be going back, but I just graduated from my um, aesthetics license. Um, right. Since, uh, yes, we also have a business that um, helps, you know, with your skin. If you want to get massage, if you want to get body contouring sessions, if you want to get your eyebrows, lashes done, hair done. Um, we're located in Somerville and would be so happy to have each and every one. So what's that to do for fun when, when, you're not, when you're not working? Oh, yeah. Um, so I love... Um, well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM. Boston's local community radio station. And, um, you know, between that and planning events, it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun. So I, I love doing that, you know, um, spending time with family and friends and being productive, believe it or not. I um, like to have my time to do what I want to do, but I also want to make sure I'm being productive and, and planning for the future. Oh, that's wonderful. Do, do you think you might pursue singing? You know, <laughs> that's a good question. Um I definitely do it for fun. I love it. I um, was talking to one of my good friends. He's a, a Berkeley uh, uh, producer and he um, um, is definitely good at what he does. And so he was actually inspiring me and telling me, hey, you know, I can, you know, we can uh, do something where you can, you can, you know, produce some music. So something is happening we'll see <laughs> okay. wonderful. all right so what do you what do you people can do to make the world better um you know i think kindness goes a long way and i know that it sounds real simple and i think that wisdom is simple i think that knowledge um if you have a lot of knowledge um it needs to be applied knowledge otherwise what do you really have you know mm -hmm. and we need to simplify what we know and actually put it into action. Um, being understanding and being kind doesn't mean that you will let people get over on you or, yes. you know, let people take advantage of you because it can be um, misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people will use your kindness to against you. So that's something that you have to be careful as well and kind of be wise. You know, there's a good uh, Bible verse that says, um, be cunning as a snake, but as simple and as uh, beautiful as a dove. And, and I, I know it's not the, 
um, quoting it just from my mind, but something to that effect. So to understand that you don't have to let people get over on you, but being kind and being nice, you know, and really just passing that along because you don't know what the other person is going through. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, I would say, uh, with the human and sex trafficking situation, the people who are victims of it, you don't, you can't see it in their faces, right? Yeah. Okay. How do you recognize it? Sometimes they don't have bruises in their face. Sometimes they do have like a full face of makeup, mm-hmm. but maybe at home they're being abused or they don't have enough food to eat. Just understanding and, and kind of like really working on our communication um, will make this world a better place because um, just understanding that words have a powerful effect. You don't have to kill somebody with a gun, you know? So what advice can you give people that want to be, that, that want to do what you do? You know, a lot of people will tell me, well, Ulda, you do a lot. You know, how do you find the time to do that? If, you know, to who much is given, much mm-hmm. is required. And um, discipline is something that you need for anything mm-hmm. that you want to pursue in life. You know, um, wishing is not going to get you anywhere, but if you either want to do singing, dancing, you know, get into a field, I would say um, definitely invest in yourself. Become a better you because, you know, success is attracted to value. And that's something that you want to be able to do, to to have value as a person. You know, mor- morals, uh, whether that is learning a different language, what does that mean to you? Does that mean getting up earlier in the morning, taking that walk or sending that email, you know, practice that self-love, you know, and it's a cliche nowadays because a lot of people will say it, but when you really do and practice it, um, that's something that, you know, it makes a difference. And that's why I love the beauty and entertainment industry, because even when you go and get a facial, when you go and get a massage and you're relaxing, you feel so good about yourself, you know, you're taking care of yourself and then you become the best version of you. And, and so mental health is so important. Um, mental health is a priority, you know, your spirituality, um, what you believe in. And, and um, those are the things you want to keep in mind with anything that you do. We do have, with everything we do, there's a, a, a university um, that is coming up, which you know about, <laughs> and we'll talk about it in the next episode, hopefully. Um, and so this university is going to include all of the arts, sort of everything I do into one. It's going to be, I'm telling you, out of this world, if you want to learn fashion, anything with industry um, experts that will be there, you know, teaching you, being with you, and taking you to the next level. So if singing, drawing, um, you know, acting, modeling is your passion, and we'll be able to help you for sure. Okay, that's one way here. Um, so what do you see so uh, down, down the line, you know? Down the line, I um, see myself, you know, just doing more of what I do now. And that means influencing people who are in power and those who feel powerless to be empowered as well, um, to make decisions to better their lives. And, you know, to do that in a larger scale and really hone in into um, you know, making sure that these kids are saved um, because the people who are practicing evil and the people who are after the humans that they're selling, they are up in their game. 
they it's an organized crime for a reason they're organized they're able to put their differences aside to say you know what maybe i don't like you maybe i disagree with you but the goal is to get these kids or sell these humans it sounds terrible and it is terrible it is actually very inhumane so how, why can't we come together and that is you know my pet peeve it's my goal whether you believe you know in whatever you believe in to put your differences aside because first we're human before i'm a woman before you're a male um we are humans first you know and so the basic needs of human you know one of those is to be safe and and how can you put a price on a human um you know that's modern day slavery so i would say i would like to um become and and continue to be that ambassador for change and global impact and also that abolitionist you know um in terms of human and sex trafficking um that's that's really the goal and with everything that i do everything always comes back to that you know um even with the businesses and and things that i have you know some of the some of those funds actually go towards the organization straight to the organization um and so we're really on it and i'm excited to be able to connect with people who also have the same heart what was it like for you going up to young faces was it hard for you oh with oh with racism you know there was a one time mm-hmm. i uh, that's a good question when i was in middle school um when i first initially came here i you know i don't know you know by the grace of god i skipped a few grades you know i was um scouted by harvard at a, at a young age um when i was in middle school i um had this teacher mm-hmm. and you know Mr. Alexander wherever he is he was just an amazing teacher so inspiring and i remember you know my mom was going through a hard time at that moment um and we're just going through a very tough time to the point that you know this is something too that's going to be part in my book sometimes you know if i went home i didn't know if i was going to find my mother dead you know because there was just things that were happening um that were very serious So my only concentration uh was school, right? And so I put all my all into school and one day my teacher says to me, "You know, you should run for president of this academy, mind you, 400 people, 400, you know, students." Oh. And I'm thinking, I don't want to run for president because I don't want the extracurricular activities because I want to be able to go home and be with my mom. I just want to make sure she's fine and you know, and so I had this heavy um you know growing up but i said you know what this one's my favorite teacher he's just i don't want him to be even upset so i tried um i wrote my speech and it was a rough draft never finished it um really you know because i said you know i i can go and even if i don't win i can you know just say i tried the whole ordeal um was that you know for better or worse than i was happy um with the results i did win uh, i don't know how the, the person that was coming against me was the most popular girl in school um you know and so there were people that were happy and then there were some people that weren't so happy there was this one girl um even though we you know i've become president and you know done mock trials in school and you know i was doing well in school because i felt like that's the only thing i could control right and other things in my life were out of control um i experienced racism 
when she said to me, all this immigrants coming from different places, stealing our jobs and, you know, and wanting to shine. And so she made a comment oh my God. like that. Yeah. And, um, and I remember thinking, you know, I, I, I have my character too, you know, um, and, and to me, I don't mind fighting for what I believe is right. So I really wanted to, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, I want to fight this girl, you know, mm-hmm. me thinking naturally and, um, what oh. ends up happening, you know, what ends up happening is I'm thinking, I don't want to bring more problems to my mom. And I'm thinking like, what do I do? What do I do? So I don't know how my teacher found out, but my teacher ended up finding out about what happened. Um, and, you know, she was being really rude. She was saying a lot of stuff about immigrants and, you know, these people come from different places and mind you, um, you know, I'm sure that she, her ancestors and her also did come from different places, you know, because she doesn't look like she was, um, like all her family was born from, from the United States. So, um, I apologize. So, so my teacher found out and one day he shut down the class. We went in for math class and we're sitting down and I'm just sitting down and, you know, we're there and the math teacher says, I want to address something. And, um, I'm listening because I'm like, something seems to be wrong. And you could tell when he was upset. So he was upset and she was in that class as well. So he goes, I want to address something. I received some news of someone here being racist and saying um, racist things um, here in the school and here um, in this class. And he said, before I became a teacher, I was going to be drafted to be a um national or international NBA by the NBA um, to do basketball. And because of racism, he wasn't able to continue. It was the racism was so strong that he wasn't able to, you know, um, pursue that further. And I don't know what the whole story, because I can't remember the details of what that story entailed. However, he said, even if I have to, you know, um, make sure that whoever is being racist will be expelled and not accepted into any of our schools, I will take action. And this is very serious. And, you know, he lectured us for a good 20 to 30 minutes. And he went on. And after that day, I had no issues. You know, the person wanted to be my best friend. Um, I don't know who informed him or how he found out, but God is always watching, you know, um, and injustice will come to light. And I, and that's why, you know, I don't really like injustice. I, I want to make sure everybody also is able to experience um, equal opportunities. I can tell you probably could that girl's butt, you know, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't affect me as much. I think she was more affected because I feel that people who have hate, um, if they're dealing with something um, and they want to pour that out through projection. So in reality, they're being tormented. And, and I think that if you see it from that perspective, you'll be free. I, I, I felt free. Um, I still feel free till this day. It wasn't something that marked me. It was just something I went through, you know? Did you get into, did you get into a lot of fight school growing up? <laughs> I did. Before I, before I was like, you know what, I'm going to really take this seriously and I'm going to go to school and study and, and whatsoever. And I realized how 
important peace of mind was for my mom at that time uh, due to the situation. Then I said, you know what? I need to stop this because if I keep getting into fights in school, I'm going to get it. I used to get um, put into different schools. They're like, oh, what are you doing now? Why you keep, you know, fighting and this and that. Um, but then I really did a 360. Um, and I was able to, you know, really apply myself to the point that, you know, as I mentioned, as I told you, I was the president of 400 students. It was a privilege. It was nerve wracking. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I can do good too. <laughs> you know, I can actually um, do what I'm supposed to and and also be successful. Did you get suspended, suspended for fighting or kicked out of school? Or? So when I was, um, when I used to fight in school, it wasn't really here. It was before I came here to the United States. Um, and I then really never got in trouble here. Okay. Um, mm hmm I did a complete 360 because in my earlier years, I didn't, I wasn't living with my mom um, for, because she was living here. So when we came to live with her, um, I was like, you know, I don't want my mom to be upset. I want her to know that I'm an angel. So I was like really trying. Um, and it just so happened that it worked out. I think that the grace of God um, really overtook me and has overtaken me. Um, and I'm just excited. I'm excited to talk about that too, that God is good. And no matter what you're going through, you can always come out of it. You can always, you know, make a change. Um, there's room to grow. There's room to do better uh, if you want better. And of course, where there's a will, there's a way. That, that, that's definitely true. Amen, sister. Um, yeah. So this is good to hear. I mean, you know, I've even, you've, I can tell you, we've been through a whole life. So, um, and God has definitely you know, done some good things in your life, you know, despite everything you went through. Oh yeah, um, definitely. That's something that I will always say that God is good. And even in school, I'll tell you this, I'll, I, I would go to school and I, I would say, you know, I had my, my escape, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm so young. How can I help my mom? Right? Because right now I really can't do much. I'm young, you know? And so I said, you know what? I'm going to pray for my mom because I want my mom to be okay. You know, I want us to succeed and, you know, she's going through so much right now. How can I do that? So I just started praying and I prayed to God and I believe that God did come through um, in a lot of ways. And one of the things I said, you know, my mom used to do um, house cleaning. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she used to do um, housekeeping and um, we only had one cell phone, right? And it was the phone that she had because, you know, we couldn't afford to have more than one um, at that moment. So we sometimes I'd go to school and I would pray and I'm like, you know, God, just, you know, keep keep us, protect us, you know, um, help me in school. Let me let me get the scholarship. Maybe if I get a scholarship, I'm able to really come back and help my mom. Um, and it was so rewarding because actually I was. Um, awarded a um i was awarded a scholarship not only that i was able to help my mom find another job as well you know she helped um in the campaign for mayor menino um mayor menino for for boston during that time which was a wonderful 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 mayor oh my goodness um he was so loved and and i just talk about him with so much love because when he passed it really affected me um mayor menino 
who definitely made an impact with how he was just his he exuded you know uh simpleness love um care and i could see that even as as a young girl um he gave me an award you know well hello there this is the jamin show on wbca 102.9 fm boston's local community radio and when i went um it just so happened that mayor menino was invited to the church to speak wow. as well and you know he, that day i was awarded um it was over 2000 students that were awarded from all over the um all over massachusetts mm -hmm. and so i was like wow there's a lot of students here so you know when he came in and um he was giving his speech mm -hmm. he noticed that i was in the church and i was surprised that he had you know been asked to speak that day you know just randomly i was invited We've never been to that church before he goes he speaks there he sees me and he made his speech about me and he's like i want this girl to come to the front and he says there's something about your smile um you know and it's so very emotional for me because i remember this moments and you know it was in the moments where you need god to come through the most you need the encouragement to come through the most and and so a lot of people don't understand your journey and might mistake your success for boasting oh this person is boasting or this person is um prideful or arrogant or look at all this person's doing but in reality you don't know the journey someone went through to achieve what they have to get to where you know that they've gotten to and um if we put our pride aside a little bit and give more support and appreciation i'm telling you it's time for us to lift each other up it's time for us to put our crowns back on each other's head it's time for us to say you know what i know what that's like because i was there so here i'm gonna give you a hand in your potential and where you're going does not scare me because you know what the pie is big enough for everyone oh that's wonderful to hear you know i definitely <laughs> yes definitely do you plan to stay in boston um so i actually uh since i did mention to you that i'm going back to school um i have plans to you know be in california um as well for fashion and um i have some some plans to travel as well for the upcoming year hopefully everything goes accordingly um, I'm excited and humbled about it. In terms of a warmer climate, not right now for December. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that you know. Besides the Philippines and um, coming back, uh, I'll be able to really escape uh, the cold weather. Yeah. Um, but there's always Miami, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always um, there's always Miami. I'm not fan to snow myself, you know. So that's why, you know. <laughs> you know. I mean. Um, I do like when the snow is, fa is falling and it's so nice and it's so pretty. I just don't like when it's already in the floor and it's piled up and you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> that's the only issue. But when it's falling, it's just so magical. It's so beautiful. But <laughs> the cold is what ruins it. You know? But sometimes, though, the day before it snows is really cold. But the day it actually snows, I don't know if you've noticed, when it actually has snowed already, it's not as cold. So I just my shoveling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shoveling is not fun. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. I mean, I encourage everybody, especially for the cold and, and, you know, to take care of your skin. I mean, drink your water. You would think that these simple things are like oh, water because we want our solution to come in, you know, all this one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, seven, a hundred steps. But in reality, 
drink your waters because, you know, during winter, you can begin to get dry. Um, if you want to do a skin analysis and come and do a facial, if you have some concerns with your skin and your health, or you can reach out to me as well. My name, um, of course, my number is 978-328-7672. And um, I'll be more than happy to, you know, and for the holiday seasons, if you're like, well, you know, some people are looking also for um, hair extensions. Um, if you're looking for hair extensions, if you want to do your hair, um, there's um, uh, people there to assist you as well. And they have human hair as well um, as wigs, uh, you know, um, ponytails. If you if you want to accessorize your dress or, you know, we have uh, Balesa hair, who is a wonderful, definitely, I've, Anytime I have an event, I always go to them because they're exceptional with the hair. It's great quality. You, I've had hair from them for years and um, you can dye it, you can cut it, you can put it on, you can take it off, you can have it. You know what I mean? A lot of people spend a lot of money and then they don't know that they're wasting money because of synthetic hair. You have to understand the difference between human and synthetic hair. <laughs> we'll be more than happy to assist you. Are you on social media? I am on social media. Um, my first name is Ulta, um, which is H-U-L-D-A. Um, last name is S-U-A-Z as in zebra, O as in Oscar. Um, you can find me on Instagram, underscore official, um, or you can find me on Facebook. And also we have our page, Paradise Eden, as well as our um, nonprofit pages that I work with and affiliate with. It's Mova now um, on Instagram as well. It's M O U V A N O W. Um, you'll be able to see some of the pictures of the runway and also, you know, our contact information for our emails and so forth. Well, you enjoy our time together, you know, and this is a blessing. Oh, for for sure. I mean, our next event that we do one big annual event every year, and our next event is going to be exceptional it's going to be so beautiful so i invite everyone to stay tuned together we're stronger so yeah i wanted to also give a shout out to um uh, mr g boss from uh boston yeah. he has a wonderful magazine um i i forgot to mention he actually gave us another award for this year it's called the hope and courage award and we were so privileged to be awarded um and also be at the cover of the magazine and there's a beautiful article in there as well so we um will have the news and magazines um that do come to our events so if anyone is interested in promoting their businesses or building their brand um it's a great opportunity as well to come and have a vendor table or really connect with us so um we'll definitely um um, put the, that information out there as well. Well, Jay has been a wonderful time being here with you. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to being able to connect with you guys again. Um, and hopefully also having you in, um, one of our shows as well, um, would be more than happy to have you there and interview you there, you know, with the Sean B Productions and the Sean B Show, uh, radio station at WCAP 980. Um, you know, I'm your co-host there as well. So, if you would like to come to one of our shows or events, uh, we would be more than happy to have you. Thank you. I, I definitely be there. I appreciate you. This is a blessing. And all. all right. Well, thank you so much and everyone for listening and stay tuned for the next time when Jay is live. Thank you. God bless you. Take care. Hello, everyone. This is the Jay Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston's local community radio station. My name is John Bino and my guest today is Brian Walker. A wonderful gifted musician. Hi, Brian. Good to see you on the show today. Yeah, good to have you be here. 
said, okay, so can you tell me a little about yourself and what made you want to become a, a singer and performer? Yeah, so um, I got into music as a kid. I was always playing the piano, um, playing radio melodies on the piano by ear. And I kind of started teaching myself classical piano. And, you know, as I got to like teenage years, I got into like VH1 music videos and listening to pop radio and watching like the Grammys and all the award shows and uh, just listening to pop radio all the time and going to more concerts as I got older. Uh, I saw like Howie Day and the way that he used the guitar and played the loop pedal. And I saw artists like One Republic and Ryan Tedder and his awesome singing. And that kind of pulled me into wanting to do that as well. So what kind of music do you like to perform? What, what's your style of music? Uh, yeah, so I do uh, pop music. It's very, I'm open-minded to exactly how that's interpreted. So I'm like into different genres. Um, I like R&B, a lot of R&B vocals especially. Um, and I like the vocal production and stacks. Uh, I'm into like drum sounds, you know, hard-hitting drums, uh, which is a lot of like dance music. And I try to stay open-minded and let all the different genres influence my music. And who are some of your influences I've listened to? Listen to? Uh, probably Ryan Tedder is like one of the biggest influences as a singer. Um, I listen to like Alicia Keys, I think has an awesome voice, uh, yeah. like, like Emotion. Um, Justin Timberlake, um, and then like a lot of the classic artists like the Beatles and Elvis I've been listening to more lately. And um, I try to just listen to as much music as I can and stay open-minded. Yeah. Who inspires you? Who's your greatest inspiration? I think Ryan Tedder is a big inspiration because he's, you know, he does the whole artist thing with his band One Republic. And then he's also a singer himself with the band One Republic. And also like artists like Charlie Puth who can write and produce for other artists and do his own music and uh, max martin has been very successful as a producer and a hit songwriter and the beatles and yeah lots of i like pop music so a lot of the you know people in the pop music so i hope that you went to berkeley college music in boston um what was that experience like for you uh yeah that was uh really a surreal experience i think being in new hampshire a small town i felt like you know i, I worked really hard at music and i was putting a lot of time into it, but then going into Berkeley, I felt like everybody was like that. And all of a sudden I felt kind of like overwhelmed in a way because there was so much talent there. And that was definitely eye-opening for me. And I think it pushed me to become a better musician for sure. Graduate from Berkeley College of Music? Uh, I didn't, I graduated from the University of New Hampshire with a business degree. And then I went to Berkeley for a few years and I studied music production and songwriting, but I never ended up getting the degree in that. So, so what advice can you give musicians that want to be that want to be a singer? Like, uh, I would say find what your passion is within music and try to play to your strengths. So for me, I have a little bit of an acting background. Um, I did some plays in college and some musicals, and I directed and took a lot of acting courses. So for me, um, directing and doing my own music videos kind of plays to my strengths as well as helping to support my music. Uh, for other people, maybe if they're like very naturally talented on the guitar or natural singers or have some other natural talent that they want to focus on, then um, it probably makes sense to lean into that and like try to play to your strengths. Do you also play any musical instruments? Yes, uh, I play the guitar, I play piano, um, I play a little bit of bass, 
um, and then singing. And those are like my main two, though, guitar and piano, I'd say. So where does your song Red Flags come from? Uh, yeah, probably like past relationships um, that normally like when I come up with an idea, I put it in my notes app on my phone. So mm -hmm. I came up with like the title Red Flags and then I was working on the beat later and that title kind of seemed to fit with that beat that kind of like moody mysterious music so that's kind of what inspired it but um specifically like a relationship i was going through at the time and mm -hmm. then i was getting kind of like red flags in a relationship so i kind of inspired that yeah what made you want want to um film with fast and um, evan boston yeah so i'm like pretty close to boston it's only like an hour from me uh, i went to school in boston so i kind of have a connection to it and um yeah, I think having filmed a music video in New York City, I think Boston was a little bit closer and a little bit more low budget for me because I didn't have to worry about um, renting like Airbnbs and, you know, booking hotels for the videographer and all that stuff. So it was kind of a more cost effective video as well for me. Drops of like Fenway Park and, you know, um, I played gigs there. So it's kind of a cool place to film. What are your plans for the rest of the year? Uh, yeah, so I have Looking Like My Wife as uh, my latest song that's going to be coming out on October 21st. That's going to be with a music video, and we shot that at Hampton Beach in Hampton, New Hampshire. And I'm about, uh, I live like 10 minutes from there, so it's kind of cool, like a home type of vibe for me for that one. And then uh, Red Flags will probably be the next one. I'm guessing somewhere around January, uh, depending on how much time I have between now and then to work on it. And then I'm working on a brand new song called When I Start to Care. And I'm going to be shooting the music video for that in New York City um, in a couple weeks now. And then I'm hoping that that one will be the follow-up to Red Flags. and It'll come out around February or March. <laughs> Have you got to meet any famous stars? Yeah, uh, so I met John Mayer when I was going to Berklee College of Music. I was one of uh, like five or six songwriters that were selected to perform an original song for him. So he critiqued one of my originals. And um, I met B.B. Rexa when I was interning at a recording studio. And that was kind of a cool moment because you could kind of see her in her own environment. And um, she was like super nice and it was cool to see her working. And then um, I also met Cara Diaguardi while I was taking her boot camp songwriting course at Berkeley Music. So I was able to workshop some of my songs with her. And she's a very talented songwriter and I learned a lot that experience with her you think you might move back to california oh i'd love to. um for me I'm, I'm waiting kind of for the right opportunity i don't like los angeles los angeles california is really expensive and i don't want to move out there without a plan so right now i'm able to live at home with my parents and work on music full-time i turned my old bedroom into a recording studio so uh just saving up for music videos and working on music full-time is kind of the nice thing right now but if I had some type of traction or some reason to go out to Los Angeles, I'd definitely be open to doing that. So what do you see yourself in the future? Uh, yeah, usually I don't look too far into the future because um, I'm just the type of person who like, I like to focus on what I'm doing for that day and trying to stay on my path of where I want to end up. But um, usually I look out like a month or two just for like planning gigs and music video shoots. But sometimes I think about like the longer term and what my bigger goals are. And, you know, I'd like to be you know, winning Grammys and uh, in the studio with some top artists and producers and working with like the best people in the world and like getting songs on the radio and all that stuff. But I try not to think too much about that. Uh, I try to focus just on my day-to-day -day tasks and just try to be the best musician that I can 
and seeing that where that will take me. So how did COVID affect you? Uh, yeah, so I ended up losing uh, about two to three months of gigs. Uh, as soon as COVID hit, everything got canceled. And then they slowly started coming back at about half capacity. So the venues were paying about half rate as well, just because there were less people and we were being safe from wearing masks and social distancing and all that. And I ended up still playing about a hundred shows that year. And I had played about a hundred the next two years as well. But so things kind of returned to what I was used to as my normal uh, pretty quickly. And like I do a lot of, spend a lot of time in my home recording studio working on music. So um, I was still gigging and working on music like I was before. But I'd say that the biggest thing was uh, the gigs were paying less and they were kind of smaller amounts of people. And definitely like COVID being involved kind of put a snag in some of the music video shoots because we shot Ring Ring kind of in the heart of that. So I was worried about like mask mandates coming up or whether that was going to affect the shoot and actors were going to get COVID or something and we'd have to cancel or something. Yeah. Is there any way that people can audition to be to be a backup singer or audition to be in your band? Or? Uh, yeah, so right now I'm just doing like my solo stuff. So um, I'm not sure what the future is going to look like for like my live shows or for recording. But um, right now I'm like my show is just like solo acoustic guitar. And in terms of the production, I just record a lot of layers of my vocals and I'm able to uh, execute a lot of my backgrounds. But I'm always like interested in the possibility of collaborations as well if the right opportunity comes up. Oh, so what do you like to do for fun and travel-wise when you're not singing in the studio? Uh, yeah, so I, I played basketball my whole life. I've done a lot of sports, so I definitely enjoy playing basketball with friends. Um, anything with people I'm close to is like a good time, just hanging out like with my brother or other friends and doing pretty much anything. I definitely like kind of enjoy sports and going to the movies and all that. Do you also have plans to maybe act in some television shows or movies? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in acting. Um, at one point in my career, I didn't know whether I was going to be an actor or a musician. So uh, I'd say at my first college, I was still trying to figure things out. And I was watching like inside the actor's studio and reading books like an actor prepares, all these acting books and like really getting into acting. And I was kind of keeping my music going at the same time because I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go. Uh, I found for me that music kind of was my biggest passion because I like to be able to express myself and like write songs and say what I'm going through. But I still do have that passion for acting. And I think right now music videos are nice because I can kind of tie the acting in with the music. But I'm definitely open to um, the possibility of pursuing acting in the future and being like artists like uh, Elvis and Frank Sinatra and Justin Timberlake and some of these other actors who have also done music and been on both sides of it. Who's probably your favorite artist? Uh, my favorite artist? That's, that you want to work with? Uh, yeah, I'm influenced by like a lot of, a lot of like really technical singers who can like hit really good notes, but also have a lot of like emotion and control. So like uh, singers like Alicia Keys, I think she's a big influence. Uh, Ryan Tedder vocally. Um, producers like Max Martin are definitely influenced for me because just of his talent and his productions have this so much depth to like the layers of the drum. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station.